What's up, Sport of Business podcasters? Before we get rolling on today's episode, I'd like to put something on your radar. This August 21st through the 23rd, we'll be holding our first annual 321GO affiliate gathering in beautiful Park City, Utah. Not only will we spend the weekend learning from the brightest minds in our industry, Chris Spieler, Carl Paoli, and Hobie Darling, to name a few, but we'll also be having fun. Think aerial shows, alpine slides, hiking, and mountain biking. So if you haven't yet, head over to 321goproject.com and sign up. Also, go ahead and subscribe to this podcast on iTunes or Stitcher, share with a friend, and leave us a five-star review. We've got some great guests coming up, and you don't want to miss out. Enjoy the show. You're listening to the Sport of Business podcast powered by the 321Go Project. We've talked with over 500 gym owners just like you, and every week we'll bring you the best of the best. We chat with industry experts as well as deliver advice that you can use today. For more, visit 321goproject.com. Three, two, So, uh, so Brian, tell me a little bit about CrossFit Illumin. Uh, how did you get started? And most of all, man, I really just want to hear about this name. About the name Illumin? Yes, sir. You're the first one to pronounce it correctly. So kudos to you there. Um, a lot of people say Illumine or Illumine or you name it, right? <laughs> um, but so, you know, the, the way I got started, at least with CrossFit, was I've always kind of been into fitness but more of the, uh, I always call it the meathead or gym guy. I'd, uh, I'd go and do some cardio in the morning, and I'd go back at lunch and hit the weights, right? Monday bench, Tuesday back, you know, for years and years. And when I was younger, you know, I was quite effective, and I looked great. I wouldn't say I was in great shape, but I definitely looked like it. Um, and then as I, you know, getting older and older, approaching my 30s, what I was doing wasn't working. Um, and friends had told me about it, you know, multiple times, like, you got to try this out. And at that time, it was kind of like, ah, you know, it sounds like a lot of work. I'm like, I'm almost 30 years old. I don't think that's for me. Um, but I hit a breaking point where I saw my picture or I saw a picture of myself at my bachelor party in a pool in Miami um, after the bachelor party, of course. And I was just like, whoa, <laughs> what happened? You know, kind of that awful look in the mirror. Um, so, like, literally immediately after I got back from my bachelor party, I ended up signing up for just the, the closest CrossFit around. I didn't even do any research, really, into what people had in terms of different gyms. It was just the closest proximity. Did the uh, standard baseline workout the first day and, uh, you know, fell in love from that point on. So I was, uh, I was at CrossFit Illumin for about two years, and I'd, I had – experience or I, I guess I've, I've had and owned and operated my own businesses in the past, but definitely was not uh, as successful as I would have liked to have been. Um, so I always kind of feared opening a CrossFit gym throughout that whole process. You know, everyone would like would ask me because they always knew I'd like to open businesses. When are you going to open your CrossFit? I'm like, what are you talking about? Like, I'm the happiest I've ever been. Why would I open a CrossFit and, and ruin it all? Um, <laughs> So throughout that two years, you know, it, it was kind of the, the seed was planted and, you know, it, it went from I'm never going to open a CrossFit to ah, maybe I, I should. And then it kind of came down to I really have to do this. Like there's no no option for me. I, I just something I have to do. So did you did you purchase an existing affiliate or did you open one right out of the gate? 
we opened our own, right, you know, just from scratch. Okay, and and how long has Illumin uh, been in, been around? So we just hit our two year anniversary in May. Congratulations, man. Thank you. So what? Thank you. So tell me, you know, that's a story that I think a lot of affiliate owners who are listening to this could relate to is that same feeling of, of falling in love with this training protocol and then getting into it and then opening up their own business. For you, what was that impetus to go from being that really dedicated athlete to now business owner? What was the one thing that put you over the edge? You know, I saw the, I guess, the, the, the power, the ability for, you know, to, to take this physical exercise and, and you know, articulate or, or have it translate into your everyday life. You know, it, it just made me a better person, um, you know, physically, obviously, but mentally, you know, emotionally, spiritually, you, you kind of name it. And I saw the power of that. Um, I loved my old affiliate, but, um, you know, I, I just saw there was definitely things that I could take my, and, and make my own and just make it bigger and, and better and, and, and just reach more people. Um, I, have some, <laughs> I have some previous experience in my past lives as a, a promoter for parties and nightclubs. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I think that experience or, you know, life experience, I guess, kind of helped me in being able to kind of like, you know, pull people together and, and kind of go towards one one solid cause and, and just get a, a ton of people involved in, in one thing, right? So if you could go back two years ago, mm-hmm. when you think about opening the doors of Illumin and what you know now, two years after the fact, what's what's one or two pieces of advice you would give yourself looking back? You know, I think the – I wouldn't have changed one thing. Um, I wouldn't have changed anything outside of the fact that I would have started with a, a business mentor mm-hmm. out of the gate had I known, um, you know, I, I guess the the couple thousand dollars that you would have spent in the beginning seems, you know, monumental. It's huge. It's like I can't spend $3,000, $4,000 on something that, you know, I just need to get open. I need to buy equipment. I need to pay rent. Um, but I, that that would be one thing I would change. Um, and it's strictly just so, you know, you can have your systems in place, checks and balances, and you don't have to go back and, and do things over, do things twice if you can kind of set it up the right way the first time. Absolutely. So one thing we know is that, that your your business best practices can carry over from business to business. So as a business owner in the past, what are some things that you have been able to carry over from your past experience into the CrossFit affiliate? You know, I, I think it was just experience in, in working with um, staff or your team and figuring out, you know, how to motivate people, how to get people to, you know, willingly do things for you and not, you know, not because they're working for you, but we're really kind of going towards a single cause, right? Kind of like, you know, being in the trenches. So that's one of our, our coaches' mottos, actually. It's, it's in the trenches. Just kind of leading by example, doing everything along with everybody else and in kind of leading, you know, leading the way through example. So, so yeah, definitely. That's a great skill to have as far as like bringing people together and leading them. Now you had mentioned that you wish you would have started with a business mentor right out of the bat. Uh, So what are some of those things that did your previous experience did not apply to running your CrossFit affiliate? So I'm a, I'm a very um, pie in the sky, big picture thinker. Mm Mm-hmm. So it's really the the details, right? The devil's in the details, and 
I'm uh, I'm notoriously bad with attention to detail. So um, luckily, my wife and I started the the CrossFit gym together. Um, when we started it, I had a, a full time corporate job. So you know, I was working you know eight to ten hours a day in the corporate life. You know, add in an hour or two of, of commute downtown and back, and then I you know try to fit in coaching and, and building this business in between that, right? And try to leave myself six hours of sleep to do it all over again. Um, so we kind of complemented each other in the way that, you know, I have this, this big vision of what I want it to be. Um, I'm, I'm really good with, you know, strategy and things like that. But when it comes to details, I'm awful. So the wife, my wife kind of filled that void for me, kept mm-hmm. the business afloat while, uh, while we were kind of growing into our, our own shoes, if you will. Um, but she doesn't have experience in, in running a business at all. So she did an amazing job, um, you know, doing what she's done. But it would, her life would have been a lot easier, uh, more so than mine, had you just done that right off the bat. Absolutely. And that's kind of one of the things that we always challenge people to do is actually step into those pie in the sky type thoughts. Like really, you know, we call them dedicating CEO hours to really begin to dream big. But then we know that you've got their systems in place that you have to put those dreams into to actually become reality. So, so you being sort of the big dreamer and, you know, thinking of all these ideas and growth and scaling and things like that, what are some of those systems that you have in place at Illumin that allow you to just sort of input those ideas into and, and, and what are those systems you really could not do without at this point? You know, we, we, we developed with, with the help of, uh, Chris actually through three to one, um, a coaching mentoring program, um, to kind of bring more coaches into the mix. Um, so that's one kind of system that we have in place that is just, you know, it, it's self-maintaining. It helps us grow, um, organically, right? We don't have to pull in coaches from the outside and we can kind of plan ahead. Um, I'm huge on, making changes or adjustments proactively before you have to do it instead of reactively. So, you know, just kind of anticipating what you might need three to six months down the line and and setting yourself up for success with, you know, putting things together with that in mind. Um, But the, the challenging thing is, right, if you're, if you're, if you're the pie in the sky strategy guy, you can do that. But if you're bogged down with the day to day stuff, you just don't have enough bandwidth or focus to look that far out. Um, so I think, you know, if, if, if you're, you're an affiliate owner and, and you don't have somebody who can dedicate their time and energy and focus to the attention to detail, um, you're never going to grow past a certain point and, and really be strategic and, and proactive. Um, and vice versa, if, if you are the the very detail-oriented affiliate owner, you need to figure out either how to find somebody who's, who's a strategic thinker and then have them kind of work on some of the bigger stuff while you do the, the, the detail-oriented work, or you just have to find a way to make more time to, to start thinking long-term. That's, I think it's a great point, Brian. Rarely do, are people able to uh, wear both those hats really well. So I, I think you hit the nail on the head with having people in place that can can take care of those areas where you lack. Uh, I want to back up a little bit. You had mentioned your system that you have for bringing on new coaches. I, I'm assuming that you're talking about the advanced theory course or the ATC that we teach. Yep, that's it. Awesome. So for the listeners that don't know, just broad strokes, what does that ATC entail? 
So it's it's a, a coaching mentorship slash training program um, to bring up new coaches who are interested in, in possibly coaching. Um, they don't necessarily have to. Um, you, you're not guaranteeing them a job, but you're kind of showing them what it's like behind the the whiteboard and and what it takes to be a coach and leader within the organization or your your gym. Um, so it involves, you know, for us, we have a month long on ramp program. Um, so it's 12 full days. So we actually had the four advanced theory members or athletes shadow two full on ramps. So two full months of on ramps. Um, and once they've shadowed two full months, they would go ahead and lead an on-ramp. Um, and it would be maybe one or two classes um, per person, right? And we'd have them take turns and lead while the the main coaches were there to kind of catch them where they fell and just allow them to get experience, right, real-world experience without, you know, I guess jeopardizing your members or clients' experience with your gym. And then from there, um, we would actually have them shadow regular classes and then go on into coaching a few regular classes with the coaches, like the experienced coaches, watching over. Um, so we're about a year past that at this point, and uh, we really used it as a, a learning experience. I think we could have been a little more, you know, um, I would say systematic in, in how we ruled it out. It dragged on a little longer than we had expected. Um but not every, I guess, member of the advanced theory group progressed as quickly as others. So it's definitely a, a learning experience for us, and you can't just plug and play anybody into this role. Um, above and beyond, you know, knowing how to teach people how to squat, we really look at it as developing leaders for, for the community, right, and just people that other people will follow. I think that's a great – a lot of great points with that advanced theory course. And one of the things I think – a big pain point that, that a lot of affiliate owners have is is how do I bring on new coaches? But not only that, but like how do I continue to provide expertise to all of my members long term? And, and one of my favorite features of the advanced theory course is that it allows you to be the expert in your gym. I mean, you know that athlete that is with you for a year and a half or two years and starts to think, oh, I, I could do this better than them, or like, why am right. I not a coach? And now you're actually, you said the phrase, uh, you know, letting them peek behind the whiteboard, man. I think that's such a great point. And, and whether that person becomes a coach or not, they will leave your advanced theory course seeing you or your head coach as the expert in the gym, which I think is vitally important. Yeah, absolutely. I think, you know, as, as we've grown, um, it, it's, it's a double-edged sword because we've grown to a point that we have grown to because I think people really bought into my wife and myself as the coaches and the, the you know, industry experts. Um, and it's, very, it's a very hard transition for an athlete to become a coach amongst the peers of athletes that they've been with for a year or two, right? How do they separate themselves now and become the expert when, you know, they might not be sure of themselves? Mm -hmm. um, you know, just because that's it, a very hard transition, I think, for an athlete to become a coach. You really have to have the respect of all of the other athletes. So having an advanced theory program, you know, one, it's great for the, the advanced theory people, but two, the athletes that are in, like, the main mix of, of the group, they understand that these people are going through this pretty well-oiled machine of a, a training, and they see it takes, like, six months to even get their own class, and I think they respect them a little bit more for that process. 
And so, so much better than having, you know, Susie being your, you know, being a classmate in, in one week and then goes away for the weekend and then they come back and all of a sudden they're supposed to be a coach. Right. <laughs> right. 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 And, and, and that's where, you know, it, it kind of gets the, the bad reputation. Right. So I think with this advanced theory thing, it, it carries it on months long into real world experience. Right. Where you get a ton of hours coaching people and kind of refining your uh, your approach. Mm -hmm. So, OK, one of the things that we're realizing is abundantly clear in the marketplace is that, you know, gone are the days when you can just throw CrossFit up. Uh, on your sign outside and have people show up. We, we've got markets that are becoming saturated, and it's becoming more and more important to differentiate yourself and, and really sell the features of your product. What are, what are like two or three ways that you make that conscious effort to really differentiate uh, what you guys are doing in both in your local area and online? You know, that's a good question. Um, we, are, we are far behind in content. Um, online right now and then something a huge focus for us kind of within the next two to three months mm -hmm. along with a big revamp of our, our website um i think you're absolutely right you know just because it's crossfit i wouldn't say the novelty is worn off um but it's probably not as easy as it was say three or four years ago even and we're still pretty new as an affiliate mm -hmm. um so it's, it's tough to say, right? Our on-ramp programs are kind of self-sustaining. It's like the best feeder program that we've we've had. It was probably just the best thing that we've done, single thing that we've done for our business is just sticking to that month-long on-ramp group on-ramp program, which builds camaraderie. And then, you know, it's kind of like a rite of passage, right? Mm -hmm. um, a group of people go through that. They progress. Their friends see them through the process, maybe a few months in, and they see the progress that they're making. And it's a system that's set up to say, hey, if you go through this online program, average Joe can turn into a great athlete over a few months' time period, and, and it's proven. So, you know, it's just self-sustaining through referrals. Um, we do end up pretty high on the, like, the Google search engine as well, just mm -hmm. through some of our, our blogs and things that we've done. I think there's a huge opportunity to differentiate ourselves through content, um, it's just something we, we we're tackling right now. That's uh, so. Ba so back to your on ramp program. I think that's a great point right there. Is that is that I can I can walk into your affiliate or I can contact you online, and there's a very clear path to progression for me. Like there's no you know well if you know if Brian returns my call or if you know Brian emails me back. It's like no here's how I get started. Here's your path. Here's what you're going to learn, and you graduate on this date. And right, right. There's a start date, there's an end date. Um, it's, you know, we don't play favorites, so we don't take uh, a guy who's an athlete or a girl who looks like they're an athlete and just throw them into the class just to kind of rush them through it. Mm -hmm. We definitely articulate the value in, in whether you're a 40-year-old, you know, mother or, or an 18-year-old, you know, high school athlete just graduating. You're going to get, you're going to benefit from that on-ramp program because it's, it's a, a, a month-long you know, program that allows you to get some real experience under your belt so you're comfortable, confident, um, and, and ready to go for the regular classes. And from a coaching perspective, we, we put a lot of time and energy into our on-ramp. So if we have a group on-ramp with, say, 20 new athletes that month, uh, we have five or six coaches for that group of 20. So we load the coaches up. Um, we understand that the better job or the, the better, better the job that we do in the on-ramp program with these athletes, the easier our lives will be 
um, in our regular classes, where we can just kind of tweak movement. We can uh, make, you know, small, minor adjustments to make them move better, but we don't have to stop and teach from scratch, and we don't have to um, take time away from the, the athletes that are progressing to spend time on a brand-new athlete. You know, I think the group progresses a lot quicker that way. Mm-hmm. Um, in, in being two years in and having been doing our on-ramp program for 24, 25 months now, we can, you know, confidently say this is a proven system that, that works well, builds great athletes, make sure that you're set up for success to, for, you know, for a long, I would joke around and say, a very long CrossFit career. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> and, and I think, you know, one of the things that when, when we talked with, with affiliate owners, we want to try and eliminate all of the things that would, that would make you differentiate yourself the most. And I think just by having this great, uh, progressive on-ramp program that's very predictable and repeatable, that probably puts you ahead of 50% of your competition. So then your saturated market just got cut in half because you have a predictable system that people can get put into and come out with with a clear path to progression. It really does. I think the, the biggest mistake affiliate owners make is trying to get people into the regular classes as soon as possible, or even feeling bad about putting athletic people into the on-ramp. Um, they're, they're not doing the athlete justice or their, their business any justice by doing that. And we, you know, I'll never name names of CrossFit, but we do hear or see other athletes from other gyms come in and say, I wish I had that type of program. Um, at my gym, right when I first started. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, um, just as we're wrapping up, I want to hear about some cool things that you guys have got going on. Uh, any events or campaigns or things that you're doing to really drive member engagement or maybe even member referrals that you see as a way that you're really pushing the needle forward? You know, I think um, some of the bigger things that we do are probably, hopefully, things that other gyms do, but really focusing on the, the specialty programs. Okay. Um, I'm always more focused on our existing athlete pop- population than new athletes mm-hmm. um, and, or bringing new athletes in. I think the better job I do with our athletes, that's just going to happen, right? And, and it's, it has happened. Um, so I'm going to continue that. And, of course, you know, I want to bring new athletes in the mix and everything, but I don't want or need to be the member or the 700-member gym. Um, you know, I want to be – I want to hold my quality standards high and, and, you know, build my gym organically instead of just getting huge influxes of, of new people that I, I can't promise a, a certain quality for. For, so those, the, for those that don't know, Brian, uh, what do you mean by specialty programs? So the specialty programs. Um, so we have a we do we do most of our level one programs mm-hmm. in six week increments. Mm-hmm. Um, we started with our level one weightlifting program last year, and throughout that year we've gotten over 120 of our athletes to go through that level one six week course. And then we also have a level two and comp course for um, for level one graduates right so it's it's just uh an avenue for people to, to work on weightlifting um and it, we have three different options depending on, on how crazy they want to get with it and how, how um dedicated they want to get with it so what um, is- but we also have an endurance level one where we teach pose running and and mm-hmm. some more endurance style workouts we're just rolling out our six-week gymnastics program for level one where we're bringing in a uh, gymnastics coach from one of our, our high schools um to help us with that program um, and we're also bringing in a new program. It's uh, mindfulness training for, for athletes. 
Mm-hmm. Just is something kind of new, and I, I like to do things, you know, differently to, to differentiate myself from what other people are doing, what other gyms are doing. Um, and it's 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 mindfulness training. I don't know if you've ever heard of that, but like Phil Jackson used it with his um, Lakers and mm-hmm. quite a few professional athletes use it as well. But kind of just a, a process of, of meditation and being present, um, which will translate into your performance and just everyday life and mental health. It's a great, so that's going to be our newest six-week yeah. program, and we've gotten quite a bit of interest in that because we're tailoring it to, uh, to, to the athlete. That's a great – I mean, again, just another great example of differentiating yourself and, and having a variety of programs and progressions that people can engage with you long-term, which I think is a great takeaway that any affiliate owner can have from this conversation is that uh, you, know, you want to have something to offer the athlete for their entire lifespan with you. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. I think uh, as much as I love CrossFit, it doesn't mean that everybody loves – crossfitting five or six days a week like I do. And, you know, people get ADD and they get bored with things, even though every day is different with CrossFit. You know, people can kind of start to see patterns within your programming, et cetera. So instead of having them try something new like an Orange Theory Fitness or, you know, whatever our competition might be outside of the CrossFit realm, I think these little six-week courses um, are kind of like that you know, refreshing breath of fresh air, right? Where you're like, ah, okay, I'm going to try this for six weeks. I'm not going to stop CrossFitting, but it will kind of be a, um, it'll, it'll be a focus for me for six weeks, right? Yep. So, so Brian, playing devil's advocate here. So I'm thinking about, uh, you know, so I'm, I'm looking to differentiate myself and my affiliate in, in a marketplace. And I've heard of these specialty programs and I've heard of affiliate owners charging athletes for them. What would you say to the affiliate owner that right now is thinking, oh, my athletes would never pay for a six-week level one weightlifting course? Um, I say that, you know, you, you absolutely have to charge for it. Mm-hmm. I think that um, you have to be smart in the way you package it. You have to build value around it and then be able to articulate that value. So if you had a weekly, you know, weightlifting class um, that's been going on for a year and you get hit or miss attendance and et cetera, but it's an ongoing thing, um, you can kind of take a step back. And this is what we did we, we, from the gym that we remember that they had an ongoing six-week class, or not even a six-week class, I'm sorry, an ongoing class. Mm-hmm. Um, but there was, you know, a few serious lifters, and then there were – new people every week that they had to be taught from scratch. So that attention was being taken away from the serious lifters. And um, from there, you know, it's just kind of like the, the, the attendance fell off, just wasn't successful. Mm-hmm. I think that when you put a beginning and an end date to something, you add value around it and say, here's why we're charging. Here's what you're going to get out of it. Um, and then you're going to make a better improvement if you do this course versus what we've been doing you just have to, you know, put it in a better light. We're doing this because we want to see better results for you, um, and we want some skin in the game. We want to be able to pay the coaches who, you know, are valuable to us and and um, good for the program, right? Absolutely, and yeah, you're leading with value. Every, you know, everything that you just told me indicates that I I am buying into the value. I'm buying into the results that I'll see from these specialty programs. So. Uh, yeah, and, and you will be surprised at how many people will pay for something. I think, uh, you know, free is this, is this awful thing that people perceive no value for. 
mm-hmm. when you actually put a dollar amount on something, um, and it doesn't have to be, you know, a huge dollar amount, but to cover your costs, to make a little bit of profit, and, and you know, it's kind of like a filter, right? It's, uh, it filters out the people who are just kicking tires and, and gives you a group of people who are very interested in improving. Absolutely. Uh, Brian, this has been a great conversation, man. I really, the things that you guys are doing at Illumin just sound awesome. You're really differentiating yourselves in the market. Uh, any last words that you would give to any affiliate owners out there that are, that are struggling, um, looking to differentiate themselves in their market, or uh, just quite frankly struggling at this point? I would say um, get help, you know, immediately. Um, if you if you need it, right? If you're not successful right now, or if you're not where you want to be right now, the money that you spend on on getting a business mentor will be well worth it, and, and you really can't afford not to do it. Whether you have to borrow the money to do it, um, you need to start spending money on on things that will give you a high return on investment. Um, so find those things and focus on on those things, right? Spend your money where you'll get money back. Awesome. Uh, so what address should I send that endorsement check out to, Brian? <laughs> no, I'm kidding. That's <laughs> completely a joke. But, um, but yes, I, I, I do agree with you um, uh, entirely. You know, Chris, one of the things Chris said to me in our introductory podcast is he, he says, you know, typically we use all the free resources that we give people to fund the cost of mentorship. And that's a powerful thing. That's a pretty confident statement to say, but I, I think that most affiliate owners out here could utilize some of the free resources that we've put out to actually generate revenue to then take it to the next step. Absolutely. Awesome. Absolutely. Okay, Brian, thanks so much for your time, man, and, uh, and good luck to you. All right. Thanks a lot. Have a good one. Thanks for listening to the Sport of Business podcast. If you found this valuable, be sure to subscribe on iTunes or Stitcher and leave us a review. For more information, head over to 321goproject.com.